apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage, an equal housing lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in on the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. First talk with Aaron James, Steve Rissler, longer with Justin D'Onofrio. And Deion Sanders is 3-0 and and has got a humongous, humongous game this week as he brings his Colorado Buffaloes into Eugene to face the Oregon Ducks. And I think, I, I think yes, they won't have Travis Hunter, but I think they're going to play with – I think Shador Sanders going to have a big game. He's going to have a really big game. And he's going to prove why he's a top-five pick. I think he's going to – I think he's gonna, they're going to go up and down with, uh, <laughs> with Oregon. They're going to go up and down. It's going to be a competitive game. But – I do think the team with more talent is going to come through in the end. That's why I got Oregon winning this. And I do have win it by two scores. I got Oregon winning this 42 to 21. But Justin, the big question is, is will Dion and Colorado stay unbeaten? No, they will not this week. Um, they're going up to Eugene where usually teams do not have success winning football games up there. And, Colorado, yeah, they do not have Travis Hunter this week. They struggled to protect uh, Shador Sanders last week. They're going to struggle against a very good defensive line of Oregon. I don't – Sanders is – you know, I, I give him credit, man. He he sits back there to the last second and does not care when he's about to take a hit. He does not care. And he's going to get hit a lot again this week. And, you know, Oregon, too, for the Ducks, like, you know – they're not going to hit a lot of big plays here. Bo Nix takes a lot of the underneath routes, and they have wide receivers that 
you know, they're great yards after catch wise. So I could see too, like this offense with their tempo for Colorado, like if they go three and out a couple of times here and Oregon kind of has a nice little drive, of, you know, four or five minutes, that defense got to come back out here. I, it's it's going to be very tough for them to get enough stops. So look, you know, Colorado puts up some points. I got Oregon win this game 49 to 20. I just, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is Deion Sanders. This is this is Colorado. Yeah. You think Deion Sanders is going to back down and lose 49 to 20? I'm telling you one thing. They might not win, but they are definitely covering the spread. They're covering. You think uh-huh. Deion Sanders is going to lose 49 to 20? He's not going to put up with that. They got a great quarterback in Shador Sanders. That was a rivalry game last week against Colorado. All right, I'll admit. You were I, right last week. You told me. I thought it was going to be a blowout. There was a rivalry game. The, the Colorado State played well. But I just don't see a team coached by Deion Sanders losing by 29 points. Well, unless they could bring in some offensive linemen this week and that could block, then I maybe I'd agree with you. Again, if this was seven on seven, sure, I, I'd probably pick Colorado in this game, but it ain't seven on seven. It comes down to the trenches, and Colorado's going to lose that battle every single time. I don't even – if you take out, like, that Nebraska game, I don't think they've had a tackle for a loss yet this year. The, the uh, Buffalo uh, Joe, oh, we got like, Joe. All right, all right, Joe. 21-point underdog. They, they – what do you mean not a top 25 team? They got one of the best quarterbacks in college football and one of the best coaches in college fo- football. Yeah, Justin, speak of the truth. Come on now, okay? How are they not a top 25 team? I, I, I don't understand how they're not a top 25 team. They they, they, cru- they crushed – they went into TCU. T- I know they're not as good as they were last yeah. year. They went into TCU – and uh, and and they won that and they won that game and they won that game. They crushed Nebraska. Yeah, last week was a struggle, yeah. but this is a team that is changing the sport. This is a team that is it is huge. It's been huge for college football. They're not going to lose by twenty. They're not. They're not going to lose by a twenty. Uh, twenty five nine points or Joe says twenty one points. That's not happening. Yeah, I I don't know about that. I yeah, uh, I agree with y'all. I this still I said it seven on seven. This team would probably beat maybe anybody in the country. That just that's but their defense is not very good. Bo Nix is I think it's touched on interception ratio at home at Auburn, Oregon. It's sixty six to five. Bo Nix is not playing football. I understand that, but Deion Sanders ain't getting blown out. Okay, yeah, you should see the confidence that this team is playing with, the swagger they have. They should have lost last week. That uh, I get that. Kramer I understand for that. All the all the talk that he had, he coached that game not to lose. Forty-two. I, I got. It, I got. It, I got. It, yeah. For it. I, I, I know. Just, I know. I know. Yes, I, I get it. I, I, I get, I get, it, I get it. And oh, Joe the next says two this. weeks. Colorado. All right. Yes. Uh, Colorado the next comes week crashing is, back to reality. In the next two weeks, Dion isn't playing. I get that Dion's not playing. I understand that, but he has motivated this group. He has made a ton of changes. And I get it. Oregon's a very good team. I understand. But I, I don't think Colorado's going to win, but they're going to play with them. They're going to cover this spread. I, they're not going to win the game, but they are go, they're going to cover. They're going to cover. I'm very, very confident they're going to cover the spread. Without Travis Hunter, I don't know who on this defense. Oh, they got you know the other Sanders out there at safety. Yeah, he, and, he had a, and he had a touchdown last week. He did, but... Look, you know, I, I think last week it was starting that the, that last game last week was a show. All those, all those famous rappers, The Rock, there, like that turned into a show. You know, like all the, you know, Deion selling the sunglasses, like it's turned into a show where they they got to come back down to earth a little bit. And I think this is the week. You know, Kyra, Joe, 
Don't know how Colorado is good. They may keep it within 21. Yeah, I just I don't know how many times Oregon punts. I, I really don't. I don't see or I, I don't, don't think they punt a lot either. I don't think they punt a lot either, but I think that Colorado's gonna score as well. They're gonna score as well. Shadir Sanders just, has proven it, to be really good. He and is. You saw, and you saw last week with the game in the line what he did. Yeah, he did. You know, Colorado State's defense is not great. I will give him credit. They looked really good in that the you know, the final minute going 98 yards there in like a minute 26, I believe it was. Like that that was impressive. But they can't run the football. And they try to keep teams honest. They try to run it once in a while, try to keep you honest back there, but it ain't going to work against Oregon front. They could just sit back there, drop like seven or eight, and kind of say, okay, pick us apart. I don't think that's how ha- – like I think Oregon get to Sanders with a three-man rush. He's not a scrambler. And I, I just with how bad Kyle is up front, I think Oregon's going to have some fun back there today or on Saturday. And Again, yeah, Sanders is a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but he just has no line to help him out. They'll have their they'll, they'll they'll score they'll score their points. I know that, but I think Shadir Sanders is going to put up points too. I think he's going to put up points too. It's a big game. Deion's going to have them ready to go. Deion's going to have them ready to go. It's a big game. Yeah, they won't win. They won't win, but they'll they'll be in it. They'll they'll be there. Yeah, they they could. I just I'm not very highly confident in that. Like I, again, TCU. I think SMU is going to beat them this weekend. Nebraska. They might win the West because the Big Ten West is that bad. But that's not a good football team. And Jeff Sims is Jeff Sims is one of the worst quarterbacks in the country. And he got benched last week. Colorado State should have won last week. Not enough points. Enough I, agree point. I, I, I get it. I get it. They won't score enough points, but I think they'll be in the game. I think they'll be in the game. I, I think people should yeah. not be thinking that Colorado's not going to give them a game. They are going to. Dion's done one of the great this is one of the best program transformations I have ever seen. I mean, to go from one eleven to a three and start is amazing. It's flat out amazing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I it 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 is. You know what he's been doing here is impressive, but like, I just this this like next week, I'd be I'd be surprised if USC does not put up more than fifty six points on this team. Like I, I really would. I don't want to talk about next week, but that, they're not topping Caleb Williams. This is just the beginning here. Yeah, they'll beat Arizona State by forty because that team injury is wrecked right now. But yeah, Oregon, I Oregon's gonna put up. So many points in this game on them. Their defense is it's not just not gonna make enough side. It's a great story. Again, they had nine point three million. It was like ESPN's fifth high greatest regular season game for oh yeah um, for like college football. Like and that was a ten o'clock game. The game started actually like twenty after ten. Like it's been great for the ratings and all that, but it's this team still you know it's better than what I thought. Again, I I had Colorado under three and a half once. I didn't think there was any chance that going in that this was gonna work out in year one. It has. I'm, that's that's going to be a loser for me. But it's been a great story. Yeah, you know, again, they went six, seven games. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins coach of the year with how with how he's tra- changed his team. But this is this is going up to the next level here. I don't think they're ready for it. Seven on seven, as I said, they would just they're just not right in the trenches yet for this type of game. It'll be a tough one. It'll be a tough one. I I, I think, but I do think. Their their uh, their issues in the trenches can, can be made up at times by the by the great quarterback play of, of Shador Sanders. So we'll we'll see what happens. And it's it, got another one with Joe. <laughs> Here we go. It's it, it's impressive. I've been a Colorado fan since Cordell Stewart and Rashawn Salam. They are relevant again. Kudos to Coach Sanders. But us versus the world mentality is that. It is a little bit. I'll give Joe that. The whole, the whole, you know, us against the world. Yeah, the mentality they have 
is a little bit foolish because yeah, you're going to get start getting teams like Oregon and USC to they but you know they've been circling this game on their schedules. Yeah, so yeah, mm-hmm. some of the attention, some of the stuff that's been going on, yes, they have brought on to, brought onto themselves. Yeah. Oh, they 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 have and look, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there rooting for them. Again, I you know, I know the, I was not high on them, but I, like I wouldn't consider myself a hater. Like I, again, I think it's great for the sport and Deion, you know, Deion Sanders to kind of rebuild Colorado because yeah, Again, they they won a championship in the '90s. Like this used to be a really good. Them in Nebraska in the '90s had some really good rivalry games. Like this, this is, used to be a proud Colorado team. And for how bad they've been of late, yeah, it's great to kind of see them back on the map. And you know, Folsom Field, the Ralphie running out on the field. Like it, it's cool to see Colorado relevant again. But yeah, you know, again, if he's here for the next decade or so, yeah, you know, Colorado is going to win a national championships at some oh, point, without multiple. A, without I, a doubt. Without you know, a doubt. I think yeah. I think at one point the SEC, an SEC is going to come in with, you know, back of money truck up and uh, give him whatever he wants. But look, if you know he's he's here, yeah, it's been great. I think he's going to continue to build. You know, the recruiting is going to continue to keep going up. But yeah, I just it, it's been awesome to see them relevant again because yeah, it's it's been quite a while. I know they get the two Pac-12 conference championship games, but you know, I think they were like both years though, like nine win teams like they weren't you know i think they were right around the top 25 but like yeah it's 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 great to see them relevant again absolutely 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 but we'll move on to the big game on saturday night and that's ohio state at notre dame and i think this is going to be a really really close competitive game between these two teams i think that uh, i think it's gonna be back and forth i think that notre dame is going to run the football against them though. i think estime is going to have a really really big game in the run game i do think that ohio state runs the football well but I think, but I think the difference in this game is the quarterback play. So obvious what the difference in the game is going to be is the quarterback play. It's a quarterback play between Kyle Kyle McCord and uh, and Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman has is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He's played really really well for Notre Dame so far this year. McCord this is very this is a tough spot, a, a, a loud stadium, a hostile environment. Going to Notre Dame, I think it's going to be a very tough game. I think I think uh, Notre Dame is going to get really physical with them with Estime. Uh, I think it's going to be up and down the field, but. In the end, I'm going to take the Irish. I'm going to take the team with the better quarterback. I'm going with the Irish. I'm going with the Irish to beat Ohio State 31-27. But, Justin, can Kyle McCord lead Ohio State to a big win on the road? I do. I get the same score as you, 31-27. Buckeyes go on the road and win this football game. Yeah, I think Sam Hartman's a better quarterback in this game than Kyle McCord. Um, you know, Sam Hartman's made, you know, made such a big difference to this Notre Dame team. That's what they've been missing for so long. And, um, you know, it, it's been great. And this is probably the biggest Notre Dame home game probably since the uh, Bush push game back in 05 when Leonard uh, helped uh, Reggie Bush there at the end of the game get, you know, get in the end zone there. So this is, you know, big game. There's going to be a good amount of Ohio State fans there because, you know, there's always a good amount of visitor fans that go into Notre Dame Stadium. I, I think it's going to be the same thing that's going to happen this weekend. I think Ohio State really woke up last weekend. It's a Western Kentucky team whose defense stinks, but they are usually pretty good at offensively. But I think the difference is, I think Ohio State's defense, second year in a Jim Knowles, and they've had a lot, last couple of years, Ohio State's brought in a lot of top five talent, or five-star talent. I think you're starting to really see that in this defense this year. You know, Notre Dame at the guard, two guard spots are very young, and that's in Ohio State interior defensive line. That's where they got some um, experience where I think Ohio State could maybe win this football game. And I, I think Marvin Harrison, Emeka Ibuku, um, I think those two guys have have um, really solid games. Again, Norting gave Ohio State all they could handle for a while last year. Sam Harden's made a huge difference as team. 
But my match, my national championship pick is uh is Ohio State. I, I I think they woke up last weekend. I think they they kind of put the pedal to the metal finally. Hartman's been great, but I I think Ohio State finds a way on the road to knock them off. I'll give it to you. Your national championship pick is better than mine. But I just don't think McCord's gonna win. I don't think I don't think McCord's gonna win this game. I just don't think McCord's gonna win this game. I think Sam Hartman's gonna play really well. I think the running game in Notre Dame, the way they're gonna get physical with Ohio State. We saw Michigan do this two years in a row. I think Notre Dame's gonna do it this year. Yeah, last year and last year they played them tough. For Notre Dame was not a great team last year, and they played they played Ohio State tough on opening night. I think they get them this year. I think they get them this year. I think the estimate in the run game and the quarterback play, the run game and the quarterback play of Notre Dame, I think makes the difference. And I think Ohio State's run game will be good too. With, with Trayvon Henderson, but I think the run game in Notre Dame and that quarterback, Sam Hartman, I think it makes all the difference, and that's why I think the Fighting Irish get this win. No, it definitely could, and, and they, they definitely have talent. For Hartman and um, Estime, again, like those two guys right now should be top five in Heisman. I have Penix number one at the moment. Um, but like those two, they again, this is a spotlight game for those two. Those two put up numbers, man. Those They're, they're going to – they got a really good shot for the Heisman. Like, yeah. You know, I think there's a game too where Nordane's kind of been more, a little bit more kind of spread out this, you know, kind of, you know, instead of they've opened up that offense a little bit more this year with Sam Hartman. Um, and we've kind of seen the opposite where Ohio State, you know, because we've talked about Michigan beats them because of their style. This is kind of playing a little bit more in Ohio State's hand, I feel like. And yeah, McCord, first road game, or well, second, they played at Indiana, but who I think may not be as bad as we thought. Like, you know, that defense is pretty good. Their offense actually, you know, looked good this weekend against Louisville. Um, but McCord was high school teammates with Marvin Harrison. Like, they already have that connection. They've played a lot of football together. I, I think Marvin Harrison makes a difference in this one. And, you know, he really got going last week against Western Kentucky. I just think Ohio State um, just, I think McCord, I think totally all around, I think Ohio State just has a little bit more talent than the Irish. Yeah, they have, they have more talent, but I, I like the quarterback play of Notre Dame, and they're at home. I No, very easily I can see Ohio State winning the game. I just think outside of last week, Ohio State hasn't been that – they weren't that impressive against Indiana. Let's be honest. And Notre no, Dame's been pretty but, much impressive throughout the entire season. So that's why I like Notre Dame yeah. in the spot. No, I can see it. I still don't totally feel like we know what Notre Dame is. Like, really? you know, I think it's the same thing with Ohio State. They, 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 they went to NC State and beat up NC State. Yeah, they did. Again, couple rain delays or you know, weather delays in that one. Yeah, they look good. I was kind of higher on NC State. I haven't really liked the way they've played so far this year, you know, which, um, but like a couple of big play, like a couple of turnovers really helped the Irish in that game. So, yeah, I'm not trying to take away from the Irish, but it's the same thing there with, um, with Ohio State. Like, do we, I don't totally know who they are either. Um, but like, just, took more stock in Indiana. Like maybe this is a better team. Like maybe, you know, maybe they are a little bit better. And I felt like last week, you know, them in Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, I kind of feel like they, they, they've treated these first couple of games like preseason games so far. And yeah, I think last week, Ohio State really opened it up. And I, I really like that defense last week. And I really think, I know we've kind of taught Ohio State's defense has kind of been their Achilles heel, but I, I, I love Jim Knowles. I think he's one of the best D coordinators in the country. I think that's really going to change this year. And I think they do make a difference in this game Saturday night. We'll see. We'll see. It should be a really good game between these two teams playing each other for the second year in a row. We got a big, big SEC matchup this week between Ole Miss and Alabama. This is a risk. Should be a really, really good game. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a good game between these two teams. I think it's going to be a very competitive game, but I'm going to surprise some people here. 
I'm gonna go with the I'm going with the Rebels. I'm going to go with another um, team to go into Tuscaloosa <laughs> and beat Alabama. Because let me tell you, Alabama's quarterback play is terrible, and Ole yeah. Miss's quarterback play is pretty good with Jackson Dart. I like Junkins as a running back. I think this Ole Miss team, Lane Kiffin, comes in here and pulls the big upset over Alabama. I got Ole Miss 28-24 in the upset over the, the Crimson Tide of Alabama. But Justin can. Milroy bounce back and keep Bama's title hopes alive. I do. I it's because I just don't trust Lane Kiffin. I tried to. I picked Ole Miss last time they're down to. Uh, yeah, I just in this spot, Lane Kiffin's been kind of all week, kind of been talking smack about this game. He feels very confident, and that's what I don't like. When there's a confident Lane Kiffin, you know things will never, you know. He'll try to be the smartest man in the room when he doesn't have to be in a couple of his calls. And I think that's going to happen this week. And I think Bama does find a way this, this week, 27 to um to 24. And for Bama, they're going back to Milrow. And I hope this week that they use a game plan that has some more read options entailed or, you know, some more RPOs this week for um, Jalen Milrow, because that's where that, you know, they have to use his legs um, as a weapon because their offensive line is not very good. Ole Miss defensive line is, is pretty good. So I think Ole Miss is going to get some pressure on them. Um, you know, and I, I think how, you know, and I know Saban kind of threw Milro under the bus after the Texas game. He was not the reason, total reason why they lost that game last week. I don't, last week was very interesting because Buckner and Simpson got sacked five times. None of the offensive linemen went to go pick them up. Milro or went to go pick up their starting quarterback, which is very weird. And Milro led the team out of the locker room, which was very odd. So, like, and Saban's been taught, like, Saban's been a lot more relaxed. Like, I kind of feel like this may be safe. Saban, to me, feels like this is like Saban's, like, last dance, like, last dance type thing. Because he just, personality-wise, he seems a little bit different this year. So, like, he would have never released Milroy to be the starting quarterback on Monday. Never. So, you know, I so something weird's going on in Alabama right now, but I just can't trust Lane Kiffin. I just can't. I think Milro would find a way. And Ole Miss weapons wise been banged up. Like Junkins did not play last week. I think he's gonna play this week. Uh, but wide receiver wise, Trey Harris, I don't I haven't heard anything on him and Zykeer Franklin, the transfer from us. UT San Antonio hasn't played yet this year. Like they could be out there two top wide receivers in this game. Alabama, I think this week, I, I think Tommy Reese kind of scripts something up for Jalen Milrow this week. And I'm going to take Alabama to win at home. I just, I could see almost going in there, but Kiffin just has to prove it to me. I Again, last time he went in there, he went for a fourth down seven times. Just can't do that. You can't. No, no. It was back in the Matt Corral, that Matt Corral year, right? We did that. Yeah. Yep. I, I think the SEC West is up for grabs, and I think this year it's oh, definitely yeah. up for grabs because Bama's not playing well. LSU played better last week, but I think it's up for grabs. I think I think Ole Miss takes it. I think Ole Miss takes it this week. I know they, they know they they have beaten Alabama a couple of times, but that was in the Hugh Freeze days, not the Lane Kiffin days. But but uh, I I think I think they do it. I think this 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 is the year they 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 got. I think they have the better quarterback, and I I I think I think they 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 get they got a, they got a really good team this year. That's why I, I'm I'm going Ole Miss in this game. Yeah, I could totally see it. I think Jackson Darks, you know, last year he's still one-dimensional as a quarterback where he never uses legs. And this year, at this moment, he is our leading rusher. Like, he's really done a really good job being more of a dual-threat guy and bringing that element into it. Um, so, yeah, you know, Lane Kiffin, you know, they got weapons. He's done a great job of kind of finding 
kind of guys in the portable portal and I'm um, working with, you know, every year, you know, you could probably put them as kind of one of the best portal halls that the rebels get. And yeah. And I think their defense is, is good enough. I go back to that Tulane game. If Michael Pratt plays, I think Tulane beats them. Like they kind of got lucky there late. A um, couple turnovers there. Like they did not play great in that football game. So, you know, another tough environment to go into here. Darts played really, really well. Like I put, Jackson Dart, I think, right now has been the best quarterback so far in the SEC. And then second, I would have to put like a Spencer Rattler. Yeah, maybe Jaden Daniels. Outside of week I'd say one, maybe like, I'd say Jaden Daniels, but that shows you a weak quarterback play in the SEC is when you're putting yeah. Spencer Rattler in that conversation. Like the, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think Dart definitely been one. Will Rogers was awful last week for Mississippi State. Yeah. But but yeah, but when you're putting Jackson Dart and uh Jaden Daniels at the top two, you know quarterback play is not great in the SEC. And you made a good point a couple weeks ago. With the Pac-12 being better, you might be right about that. Oh yeah, 18's ranked this week. Yeah, eight, they, they would have. You know, if there's twelve. If it's a twelve-team playoff this year, there half the Pac-12 may be in there. Half the field of twelve-team playoff would could be coming out of the Pac-12 right now. Like, yeah, it's a great conference. It's so sad it's going to end. But yeah, the quarterback play is great, and yeah, the SEC wise, like, it's not good. Joe Milton ain't, ain't any good. Oh, he was garbage. No, he was garbage against Florida. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like man, Texas A&M. I do like him. I know he had, you know, a couple bad throws there against Miami, but I, I do like kind of like man, Texas A&M. little younger. He's sophomore still, but he, he's pretty good. But, yeah, like other than that in this conference, it's it's not good. Like Devin Leary, I thought the NC State transfer coming to Kentucky, he hasn't been great either. Like Kentucky's offense hasn't been outstanding. So, yeah, it's it's not good. And it's great. Like, Spencer Rattler may be the first quarterback taking the NFL draft this year in the SEC, like for SEC quarterbacks. It's a real possibility. And I give Rattler, he's played a lot better this year. And now he's got no offensive line. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's played he's played better, but he's one and two. He's one and two. And he didn't and he, he, is, and they, and but, they lost by double digits to North to North Carolina. I know the offensive line isn't good. I know the running game isn't good, but still, I'd still take uh Jaden Daniels and uh Jackson Dart over him right now. Yeah, Daniels, I don't – he threw a couple of deep balls last week. I'm like, yeah, Daniels, Daniels is good. Dart, Darts looked really good. Yeah, Riley, I could I, I could see why you put him at third. Again, I, I know he's got to prove a lot to get back here, but I, I – again, if he could just have any – his offense line could help him out a bit. I, I, you know, I'd like him even more. I think I think this week in Mississippi State, he's going to have a big game. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, yeah, I, I, I think so. I, 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 I definitely think so. So we got a big game, big matchup in the ACC, and we got a big matchup in Happy Valley. But before we talk about that, we're going to hear from our friends at JPEG Financial and Shamrock Home Inspections. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. 
visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. There's no bigger There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. So we got a big matchup in the ACC as we got a uh, Florida State heading to Clemson to face to face the Clemson Tigers, and I I think this is a this is a game that Florida is close, it's competitive, but in the end, I trust Jordan Travis more than Kate Kublik. I was down on Clemson after week one of the after week one loss to Duke, and I just can't see him beating Florida State. I know it's at home, but I can't see him beating Florida State. I got the Seminoles beating. Uh, I got the, the fourth ranked Seminoles beating Clemson. 27-20, but Justin, can a Kublik and Clemson pull the upset on Saturday? No, I got the Seminoles as well, 28-24. to um, You know, Clemson, you kind of say, well, the last couple of weeks maybe they fixed their offense, but I think they scored three touchdowns last week, you know, um, 35, you know, after like four Atlantic helped them out, and they kind of started deep in the opponent's territory, so. I don't think Clemson has the wide receivers in this game to kind of get separation in this one. You know, Will Will Shipley, he's a good running back, but um, I just Jordan Travis, I think getting ball to Keon Coleman, um, and Johnny Wilson, I think they get it going. Last week for Florida State, I know they didn't play well against BC, but they had three guys out with injury that are starters. They the flu is going around the locker room, and I believe they were up what was twenty one points there with like eleven minutes left, and BC kind of fought their way back there, so. You know, yeah, I kind of looked ahead last week a little bit, but I, I think Seminoles are a better team. First time Clemson's a home dog since the Lamar Jackson game in 2016. And but I just I think Florida State right now has got a little bit too much talent for um for Clemson. Kate Klubnik, I think will make a mistake or two. And again, I just you know I, I really need to see this offense actually put up some points on somebody before I really think, okay, maybe they figure something out here, but they just don't have the wide receiver talent. Um, right now to to beat a team like Florida State, got Oklahoma heading to Cincinnati to face the Bearcats, and I think Oklahoma wins this game. I think they cruise. I think they win thirty eight twenty one. I think Brooks has a really really good Dylan Brooks. What's what's, what's the, uh, oh, Dylan Gabriel? Oh, Dylan, yeah, Dylan Gabriel is a Gabriel. really really good game. I think he throws three or four touchdown passes. And for Cincinnati, all I gotta say about them, I they wish they still had Desmond Ritter and Sauce Gardner because I think it's gonna be a long day. For them on Saturday, I might hang out early, but I think it's gonna be a long day for Saturday uh, for them at home. But how if since how how's, can Cincinnati pull this stay in this game or pull this upset? Well, 
they're going to need to uh, be a lot better in the red zone. They, last week, they they struggled against Miami of Ohio. Um, and they can't give us any explosive plays they did against Miami of Ohio last week. Uh, Blaine Gabbert's little brother, Barrett, um, kind of picked them apart there um, last week against the Bearcats. So I, I, I don't. I'm not very confident here in Cincinnati. I got Oklahoma win this one 30-17. Dylan Gabriel's played really well. And I could see a situation. He's played well, but they got a backup behind him, Jackson Arnold, too. I think if Texas or Oklahoma's losing the Texas game at halftime, you're going to see Jackson Arnold come out and start second half. I, it's one of those, like, Brett Venables is just waiting for that moment to kind of pull Gabriel off. Uh, Jackson Arnold's going to be that, that next special Oklahoma quarterback waiting in the wings here. Um, Oklahoma, they're... This team, this team seems a lot more like a Brent Venables team. They've kind of just absolutely have just stepped on the gas, just have been so relentless so far. They have a couple of big plays. Um, Emory Jones, a Cincinnati starting quarterback, I'm not a big fan of his. I think he makes a couple of mistakes, and I don't think Cincinnati's defense is going to make enough stops here against OU's, um, OU's offense here. They, they, they've been really, really good outside of the SMU game. Um, but the Oklahoma's going to – Oklahoma should roll here by two, three touchdowns. We got a Pac-12 matchup in Utah. Two undefeated teams, Chip Kelly and UCLA, and number 11, Utah. But I think Utah has beaten beaten Baylor. They've beaten Florida. Utah is definitely more battle-tested. That's why I think they win this one by double digits. I got them winning at home 30-20 to over UCLA. But can Chip get UCLA to uh, 4-0? Yeah, I'm taking Chip Kelly. Whoa! the Bruins on the road. Is is Rising playing? I'm not sure. That's kind of why I'm going with them. I have not seen anything yet, and that that's why I'm. T- I know it's. A, I'm very impressed with their freshman quarter. He was a um, UCLA's freshman quarterback, Dante Moore. He was the number one quarterback out of this class. Committed to Notre Dame, decommitted now from now. You know, obviously at UCLA, he's played really well so far. Um, he's a really good thrower on the run. And I like their kind of dual running back situation. They got Carson Seal, Ball State transfer, who's a kind of a physical back. And then they got TJ Warner. Um, both guys are already two, you know, both guys um, have over um, 200 yards rushing so far in the year. You know, it's going to be a hostile environment for Dante Moore and that team. But I just, I think UCLA's defense is pretty good this year. And I, I think, um, if, especially if Rising doesn't play, I don't know how Utah is really going to be able to score many points in this football game. They don't have a ton offensively um right now without cam rising so if, if rising plays yeah i might take the huge but right now without them i think you know you you, you say he's gonna have the better quarterback play and i think they got they'll, they'll hit a couple of explosive plays and i think ucla finds a way to go on the road and um knock off the Utes. big matchup in happy valley as iowa travels to penn state and i know kirk ferentz has had his way against penn state over the years but I think Penn State's the more talented team. I think they stay, I think it's a close game early. I think, yeah, they forced a couple turnovers from Drew Aller. But I think uh, Cade McNamara f- f- turns the ball over a couple times. I think the running game of Singleton makes a difference. I know last week Singleton had trouble getting going against Illinois, but I think the run game makes a difference for Penn State. I think they've, they end up winning this one. I think they win it by 10. I got them winning 27-17 over Iowa. But, Justin, can Kirk Ferentz continue to have success against Penn State? No, I got the Nittany Lions 31-10. I, Iowa, they're coming in really banged up. They're missing their two most explosive running backs. They're missing their leading um, receivers, their tight end, who's done for the year. Um, and then up front defensively, it's not the same Iowa team. Like uh, they, I, every year, it's like okay, we kind of expect them to kind of supplement the talent, bring in new ones. I really, I don't think it's a great Iowa front this year. Like 
I don't think their defense is dominant. They're not forcing as many turnovers as they usually do. Um, and Cade McNamara, too, he got hit last week in the first quarter. kind of came up gimping. He didn't look healthy either. Like, if, if he's coming in with no weapons, um, he's banged up. I just, as long as Drew Allen and that team does, do, if the long Penn State offense doesn't make too many mistakes, I got Penn State in this one. I really like Drew Aller. I know he didn't, you know, last week the offense wasn't great, but to look ahead, it's an early kick out there. I, I think, you know, I think Singletary has a good game on the ground. I think Allen makes, you know, does not make many mistakes in this game. To white out game. I just don't see. I, I think Penn State's defense is going to help out their offense this one. They're going to get a couple turnovers for them and uh, make life a little bit easier. We got a pat another Pac-12 matchup this week is undefeated Oregon State faces undefeated Washington State, and I think this is a really really close game between the two. I think this is a really close game between these two teams. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Oregon State. I got Oregon State winning this one. I'm gonna go 28-24 Oregon State. I think DJ outplays Cameron Ward, and I got Oregon State winning this one close. But Justin, can can Cameron Ward lead Washington State to a four and zero start? It's very possible. Pullman tough place to play, but I have to be here as well. Thirty-one to twenty-eight. The you know Washington State should have lost to Wisconsin. They're outgained. Um, Wisconsin just you know had three turnovers in that game that kind of hurt them and. Wisconsin's not a good football team either. Like, Oregon State's better than Wisconsin. Um, Damian Martinez right now is averaging eight yards a carry. DJ, he's looked like the same guy at Clemson. Like, he'll make a couple of really good throws that impress you, and then he'll make the kind of couple bad turnovers, and it's like, where, where, you know, where are you throwing that football? So, and this one, Oregon State, they lost a ton of uh, talent last year in the defense. They played really well in that end of the field this year. Um I really like this team, and and Washington State just they're just one dimensional. They they really struggle to run the football. Cam Ward's been phenomenal. They brought in a new OC last there this year, and Cam Ward, um, he, he's played really really well this year. You know he's been fun to watch. You know, run the ball a little bit more too than he usually is. Um, last year he's kind of more of a, just a strict pocket passer, but I I got the Beavers in this one. I like the Beavers. I like, you know Beaver. You know, you know it, it's gonna be competitive, but I, I you know. I think the Beavers can make the uh, Pac-12 championship game. I, I'm really high in this team, and as long as DJ just doesn't make a ton of mistakes, I think they go to Pullman and uh, knock off the Cougars in a battle of the Pac-2. Pac-2. That's oh yeah, these these are these yeah, are the, the two remaining schools that are still in the Pac-12. Yeah, didn't yeah, I wasn't thinking of that. Crazy, these are the yeah. two remaining schools that are still technically in the conference. Well, we'll move on to an SEC matchup between Arkansas and LSU. And let me tell you, if Arkansas couldn't beat you know, BYU last week, mm-hmm. there ain't no way they're beating LSU this week. I think that Jaden Daniels is going to have a huge game. I think they're putting up over 35 points. I think KJ Jefferson will make some plays, but he'll, but he'll throw he'll make a couple mistakes too. And I got LSU. They, they made a statement last week at Mississippi State. They're going to make another statement this week. I got LSU beating Arkansas 38-17. Uh, and I, I, I assume you got the same, Justin. Yeah, same score as you here. And yeah, maybe last week I was a little bit panicked a little bit too early about the Tigers. Uh they they dominated last week. BYU is a more physical team up front last week and you know, when they went on the road to Fayetteville and knocked off the Razorbacks. I, I think Jaden Daniels and Malik Davis are gonna make plays against them. Um I think up front LSU, as I mentioned, is, is the better team. And as long as you can kind of contain contain KJ Jefferson. You got a chance, and I think the second Arkansas secondary struggled last year a little bit better, but I don't think it's good enough to slow down this LSU team. It's at home in Death Valley on a Saturday night. You don't, you know, this Arkansas team does not have enough talent to walk in there and knock off the Tigers. I, I think the LSU wins this thing by three scores. 
We got Texas heading to Waco this week as they will face the Baylor Bears who have struggled. They're one and two. Their offense is terrible. I think their offense continues to be terrible this week. That's why I think Texas cruising in this game. I got Texas winning this one 31 to 10 over Baylor. But Justin, can Baylor give Texas another tough game just like Wyoming did? Yeah, I I don't think it's going to happen. Blake Shapin's not going to play either. Sawyer Robertson, who has been filling in for him, he struggles. And he's struggled so far. And he struggled with a very bad Long Island team. I think he completed 10 out of his 22 passes against one of the worst teams in the FCS. And their offense really couldn't click there. They only they only scored 16 points in the first half. So I'm very concerned about this Baylor team as Shapin's going to continue to be out here. Look, you know, Texas last – and Wyoming played their second stringer last week. They're – their first, you know, their first team quarterback was hurt. Um, but like, I think Xavier Worthy against that secondary, you know, should be able to take care of business. I think Quinn Ewers should have a good day um, against this Baylor team. Who does secondary is not great this year. I think they're a little bit better, you know, up front than they were, you know, a couple weeks ago against uh, Texas State, where they got dominated. They improved in that area a bit. Um, but I just, I don't see Baylor having the offense talent this one. It's gonna be a long night for the uh, Baylor Bears. We'll wrap up talking about UNC and Pitt, and I think this is another blowout. I think Drake May throws a couple touchdown passes, and Pitt's offense is horrible. They only scored six, six points last week against West Virginia. I think this is another blowout. I got UNC winning 34-10. to 10. I assume you got the same. Yeah, I got this one 31-10. Um, Phil Dracovic right now, I don't know if he's hurt or what, but he's only completing 46% of his passes. Um, it's been ugly. They're not, you know, Pat Narduzzi teams are usually really, really good in the trenches and on defense. That's not even the case this year. They can't run the football. Um, Jerkovic's not been very good. I think UNC's, you know, UNC's been really good at kind of, um, you know, two-dimensional-wise, you know, dimensional wise, being able to run and pass the football. I think Drake May should have a big day in this one. I think he should be able to do whatever he wants against a, a pit team that's defensively is not great. And I think North Carolina kind of rules rules in this one. They win this game 31-10. Yeah, it should be a blowout win for North Carolina. But that's going to wrap it up this week on Sports Talk with R&J. For Justin Onofrio, I'm Steve Risser. We'll be back next week talking about week five, week four of the NFL season, week five of the college football season, and the last week of the baseball season. Have a great weekend, everyone. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Finch is drilled to deep right field toward the poles, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not. They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts. 
including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Man. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting CloverCrestMedia.com.